We're going to say a very happy birthday to our next guest. And what an honour it is to chat to a Brownlow medalist, a Melbourne Brownlow medalist, on his birthday. And that's Shane Lowe-Woden. G'day, Shane. Afternoon, Jack and Joel. How are you, boys? Good to be with you. Good to chat to you, mate. Happy birthday. Have we got anything planned for tonight? Yes, thank you, mate. Just another number, this one. Oh. Just a lazy 47. So I'm getting, I'm inching closer. But uh, no, very quiet, mate. I actually took the day off work. Ah, good today, on you. Um, just to spend some time with the family while the, my youngest daughter is uh, on holidays. So, um, and my oldest daughter was, had the afternoon off. So, yeah, just a little quiet one with the, the two girls and my wife. And yeah, I was just probably just um, recovering from, a quick and busy weekend in Melbourne, so I just needed to regenerate and charge the batteries, getting ready for the last couple of days of the week. Yes, well, that's where I was going to head next. Uh, I mean, yeah, huge um, early birthday present for you with Taj making his debut. Uh, I know you've had done a lot of media in between uh, now and uh, and last, uh, when was it, Saturday, uh, but what, what was it like in uh, looking back? Was it just a, an incredible day and weekend? Oh, absolutely. From the moment Taj FaceTimed me on Thursday afternoon, I was heading out to a job actually when um, he gave me the call and yeah, was just over the moon, elation, excited, so proud of the moment and then from there just how busy it was just to uh, get through the Melbourne, get across and watch him and oh, you have a lot of unbelievable moments in your footy journey both as a player and, and you know, certainly as a coach as well that I did but oh, that one topped it off. Um, Absolutely, it did. It just—I think the moment your kids are, um, you know, they, they, they have a dream of, you know, getting to the level, and you have you get a front row seat to that journey along the whole way, and the work they put in to get to that moment, and then obviously nominated for the uh, father son, and then draft night, and then you know, spent eighteen months just developing his craft and his game at Casey, and then get the chance and the opportunity, yeah, to grace a. a uh, the turf on an AFL field was um, yeah, it was just pure joy and excitement for for everyone really, family, friends, um, not necessarily just Taj too. So yeah, great weekend. The club did a fantastic job. Um, we loved every minute of it. Jumper Prezzo, Mark Jamar presenting his jumper. Um, yeah, it's just a, a great moment. Then to get the win was just uh, just as exciting, and for him to enjoy that with his. You know, he runs out with 22 of his best mates. You, you couldn't get a, a better start. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. Just, just on that phone call that he did receive, I mean, the, the Melbourne and a lot of the other clubs do a fantastic job of releasing the, the footage of it. Um, when he did call you, did you sort of suspect it that that, you know, we, we, we talked last time that it was close, but did you, when he rang you, did you thought that was the phone call? Oh, you probably do when they FaceTime you. Yeah. Taj normally just gives me a call rather than yeah. FaceTime, so... Um, and then I think there was one instance in the in the phone call. You may have raised the eyes up to the to a corner where someone was filming, but yeah. And then yeah, the time I had to pull over and because I was on the road, I couldn't just concentrate on the phone call and the road itself. So um, yeah, just a wonderful phone call to ring his dad and um, just enjoy that little moment with him it was terrific. Shane, as a father who also comp- competed at AFL level, what were the main pieces of advice that you gave him in the lead up to the game on Saturday? Don't, I haven't really had to um, give Taj a hell of advice because, you know, I think once he was drafted, you sort of hand the reins over a little bit. 
um, and but constant when he asks for advice or review of his game and stuff, which the coaches do mainly. But and we chat through his games and um, and just go through some moments as well. But it, for me, it was just about um, for him just to enjoy it, you know, embrace the moment, have some fun with it, um, and it's just work hard, like. It's 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 a really common phase for everyone, and everyone goes. If you you play your role and your work rate's high, well then you'll um, they're the little things that I suppose all coaches will ask of their players. Um, the game demands it too, but that was the main thing, just to enjoy it and have some fun and, and just work extremely hard in your role. So um, and you know we thought and looking at him live, um, having watched a fair bit of him and Casey, playing a different role at Casey, but this one is. He's played more on the outside, but I just thought he enjoyed it and he just looked comfortable at the level and settled into the game really well and didn't phase him and um, he looked pretty good in his first one. Yes, no, he certainly did. He certainly did. And that's where my next question is going to be. I mean, I mean, with the advice you're going to give him, uh, have you got any advice on where to dye, you know, bleach your hair blonde? Yeah, no, that, he certainly won't be doing that. <laughs> no. um, yeah, Brello uh, won't be doing that, mate. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> He's a bit lighter than me anyway, so you don't necessarily need to do that. It's just those little phases that we went through 20 years ago. Plus. Um, but, yeah, so, he, no, he did look comfortable. I yes. think he's he's got the orange boots on, so he doesn't need to put the hair as well. <laughs> uh, I just stuck up the white boots. That was enough it, when I was allowed to wear them. I didn't get told off by the coach. Um, but, yeah, no, it was exciting for him, you know, to get out of Marvel and, yeah, he just... Uh, he just he looked, he looked comfortable, which was really good, and um, you know was clean with the ball and worked hard and was he got in good spots. Um, didn't finish off with the goal, which was a bit disappointing, but mm. um, he'll get one sooner or later. But uh, yeah, it was just good for the good, good to get that first one over and done with. There was a little bit of nerves for everyone, I think, really. Shane, what were the emotions that you were feeling as as someone who's watched him throughout his entire junior sort of career? Um, what, what emotions did you feel seeing him run out on an AFL field for the first time? Oh, that's just proud as a father. Um, uh, as I said, because you've seen the journey. And I remember the phone call he got when he missed out on State 16s here in WA. And we're over at Rottnest and he got the phone call and he was quite devastated and we gutted. But I, mate, the only advice I said, mate, you don't, you don't have to be the best 16-year-old in the land, mate. Like, you still got two years of development of your journey and we just went to work of and together and himself through more so. It's, he's got to do the work, but we go to work on a few little things and then... Um, and then you just build your craft over that next part of your journey to get to where you want to go to. And um, so it, it's just it's just joy, excitement, very proud um, to see him achieve a goal. But and, and he also knows, and we, we go through a little bit too, that when you're drafted and you play your first game, you, you're only just at the front door. You're just knocking. Um, you just got to push that door open and smash it down and... You know, you've got an opportunity now. It's time to to stay there. So that's his next task of being an AFL player is to continue to stay in the team. Yes, yes, and I'm sure he will. I mean, he looked very, as you mentioned, very comfortable out there, and uh, looked very exciting for all Melbourne supporters that uh, uh, we, we have him in in that side. Uh, now you went to the game, of course. Um, what did you make of the D's? And um, I mean, should we be optimistic come uh, September? Oh, absolutely. I don't understand like. like um, we all go so I can understand how hard this game is to play 
and how hard is it to win every week knowing you've got the opposition who are scouting you and playing against you and trying to take away your strengths as well and it's very hard for a team to be up with the energy and to play the way you want to play every single week this game is brutal physically, mentally, emotionally it has to take everything all week to be able to get to um, game day then obviously just to go to war for two hours two and a half hours and then do it again seven days later or six days later wherever it may be so um, Melbourne's still there in the top four Um, they're playing some good footy yeah they've had some um, things not go their way from an offensive point of view and not be able to be effective it's been well documented about uh, inside 50 or a connection or shots on goal whatever it may be but um, I always look back at two and you look at the history of the game and in September you thought how hard the game is your contest game has got to be really good and how defensively you've got to be really really strong and those two parts of the game um, Melbourne are very very good at and yeah they have dropped away offensively and be able to hit the scoreboard and been this effective scoring team but that can turn because you can work on it and work on it um like, like two of the, you know, two thirds of the pie right now are going well. They'll just tidy that one up in the last seven weeks and hopefully be ready for finals and and be able to just tick that box as well. well I'm assuming that one piece of that pie, Shane, is uh, Melbourne is the forward line, um, not functioning the greatest. That had track down there on on Saturday night and he looked really good. Obviously finished with the four goals, uh, but what's the best mix up forward? Do you think? Oh well, they've got the the two rucks, which they're still. Um, Do you enjoy that? Together, yeah. I, I, it's depending on who you play as well, too. Um, I don't mind two rucks because they've got two mobile rucks you can go forward. They can both take a catch. Um, they're both mobile. And they can both get around the ground and catch the footy and mark and and do their and apply their trade they're both very good at stoppage because that's their craft and what they do so I've got no problem playing two rucks um, you know at some stage at some moments they, they, they might play one but at this stage they've got two genuine All-Australian ruckmen so why wouldn't you play them um, and then yeah and then it depends on how many tools you want to go in with is two the best is three the best um, and Goody's always said they're still trying to find what the best mix is and you know, Bailey Fritchout's a, he's a huge one. He's, of, yeah, he's a leading goal kicker for the last couple of years, I think, and certainly this year. He's just very dynamic inside 50. And just a hard one to match up on because of his, he can jump early, um, he can win ground ball, he's very good on the lead, um, he wins contests or at least halves them, um, and he's your leading goal kicker. So he's a very good player. It's hard to replace. So um, they'll find their mix, and hopefully this forward half can get to work and um, come September they can, they can just iron out a few of the deficiencies and get it going. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, one of the big games is on Friday night, of course, uh, Melbourne-Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane haven't had particularly great record at the MCG except uh, for that one finals win last year against Melbourne, of yeah. course. Um, <laughs> you coached Brisbane for... Oh, you're not the senior coach, but you were part of the coaching group for a, a few years there. Um, so uh, what, what are we making of the Lions? Yeah, they're a pretty formidable team, aren't they? Yeah. Um, like very good at the Gabba. Mm. And then the Gabba's a very different ground to play on. It's um, it's a fortress up there from a crowd point of view. It's um, dimensions in the ground, the speed of the ground, the very fast deck. The cricket pitch plays a big part too. So um, they're a potent team, Brisbane. I think they're very sound defensively. 
which I think they've got better on this year. I don't think they were as good last year. Um, their forward half is just dynamic. You know, they've got good tools who can catch it, get around the ground, and their small brigade is just electric. It can go aerially like, um, and their speed on the ground as well with Charlie Cameron and and Bailey and the like. So they've got some genuine match winners in that front half and around the. And I think their clearance game is very good. Um, Oscar McInerney is a very good ruckman, very strong, um, can get dominance in there. But you know, you got a brand like medalist in there. Mm. Um, Will Ashcroft in his last year has been exceptional. So. And I think whether they bring Berry back in, Zorko come back in, so they've got some match winners, um, and they're really balanced too, both inside and out. Um, so yeah, I think they'll, they'll have no fears when they come down. Like they've beaten Melbourne at the G, as you said, in the final last year. So yeah, it's not a great record they have at the G, um, but again, they haven't played there very often either um, through a season. So um, it will be a great game, you know, three v four. It's pretty exciting. Yes, no, it is. It's it's exciting. I don't want it to be Shane. To be fair, uh, I, I'd rather it to be a little Ten bit easier. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember back in the you know like about you know <laughs> was it thirty games ago <laughs> where we knocked them off by ten goals every time we played them. But I reckon those days are done. <laughs> yes, certainly. Um, yeah, those days are gone. Brisbane are a very good team. Yes, um, and they're there all. Yeah, when the whips are mm. so yeah, they'll be hard to beat. Let, make no question about that. They are a great contest team. So um, Melbourne, we have to be at their best, no yeah. doubt. Uh, the other, the other one that is curious from a Melbourne point of view is being Cozzy and his sort of lack of um, sort of impact in the last few weeks. Um, I don't know. Um, Jeff Farmer went through some quiet patches as well. You know, similar players, small forwards. Um, back when you were, you know, dominating the league. Um, did, did Neil Danaher throw him into the midfield every now and then just to get him up and, and involved? Or, you know, is that some of the tricks he could use uh, with the Cozzies? Yes. yes. Um, everyone's going to understand this too, that play, the forward line is the hardest position on the footy field to play. Hardest. You're mm-hmm. so reliant on good ball movement coming in, great delivery coming in. You've got a defender playing on you really tightly all the time. So your opportunities are limited. You might get eight touches, nine touches um, and a game, so it's very limited. So your impact on scoreboard might not be there. It might be there. Um, and so you've got to turn your game and make sure your pressure game is elite so that you're involved in the game all the all time. So, um, And sometimes a ball might come in, but it might bounce out straight away um, and you haven't touched it as well. Um, whereas I think being behind the ball and referencing opponents a little bit easier, but playing the front half is is a lot harder. Um, but yeah, yeah, Neil had um, yeah Jeffrey play a little bit on ball at times too um, and have impact because he could do that you know strong around the footy because um, he's done that um, previously. They might look to put him a little bit more through the midfield um, this week or next week. Um, but I think I think Webster and he was locked down pretty solidly on the weekend. I thought so because he knows you know you give Cosy ten minutes, he could take a game away from you really really quickly um, with his pressure and his speed and what he can do with the ball. And um, so all players go through quiet patches. Um, he's an important part of the mix. So we just got to get him um, up and about and get involved in the game early and, and see. Hopefully he can help Melbourne. Uh, we know game of footy. Yes, and we hope. And we hope that starts on Friday, mate. Uh, so who wins Friday night, mate? Uh, Melbourne, of course, but by how much? 
Oh, hopefully just, I mean, I'll take a point. It doesn't matter as long as there's four points and they can keep marching towards um, the back end of the year. So uh, Melbourne by 12. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, Shane, we'll let you go. Get back to enjoying your birthday, mate. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Absolute pleasure. Enjoy your evening. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you too, Thanks, mate. Shane. Fantastic. Shane Woden, the 2000 Brownlow medalist and birthday boy today.